everybody it's the drive to school summer school edition michelle bauman the director of why for life is back with me i'm pastor goodman and um since michelle uh is the director of, of why for life and there's been a, a pretty monumental uh court decision uh roe versus wade has been overturned but um i think there's still a lot of confusion over just what this means and what this doesn't mean uh michelle can we kind of clear the air first of all what actually happened yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, thanks again for inviting me back on. Um, it is kind of an exciting time um, and also a, a fearful time for a lot of people. So it's good to know the facts, right? So the Dobbs case, um, the, the results were exactly as we anticipated, what the leak had indicated, that, um, that there was going to be a, a ruling that would overturn Roe v. Wade. Um, and that was the hope. And indeed, it, there was a 6-3 ruling that ended up being um, quite, quite a large uh, ruling in favor of, of uh, Dobbs. And so what happened is um, the Supreme Court said there is no right to an abortion in the, the Constitution of the United States. It's not implied. There is no right. And so therefore, we should not be making a ruling uh, that says abortion is legal nationwide. So what they did is they sent that back to the states and said, it's really up to your representatives, to the people and the representatives that they elect to make those decisions for their communities and for their states. So it did not, it did not uh, make abortion illegal. Um, it, what it did was turn it back over to the states and the states can now decide if they would like to make abortion illegal, if they want to uh, make abortion legal all through nine months, or if there are going to be some stipulations, what those stipulations are, right? Um, for example, the, the reason this came about is because of the Mississippi bill, the Mississippi bill that said, no, you can't have abortions after 15 weeks. Uh, and so that was challenged. Um, and and the, the court ruled in favor and overturned the lesser court, court's decision to ban or to hold the law. So, All right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not either extreme that I keep hearing on the internet that um, either we, we live in a dysutopian novel um, where women are subjected uh, to being baby farms or that all of the problems are, are, are now solved. Um, and I know that part's not true just because everybody's so mad on the internet right now. Like both sides are really just sort of like throwing rocks at each other. Um, and it's one of those places where, I, I mean, like a trip back to kindergarten doesn't seem um, in inappropriate. Uh, but how can we actually talk about this in a loving way, recognizing that, I, I mean, it's not just an issue of right and wrong, but it's an issue where people are, are truly and deeply emotionally invested. Um, right. How can we start to, to address people, not only in, in terms of what is true, but also in terms of what is helpful? Yeah. And, and I think that you just hit on something really important. What's helpful versus what's true. Certainly we don't want to, um, we don't want to compromise the truth, but the way in which we speak truth is very, very important, right? Uh, the way we speak truth with compassion, we speak truth to build relationships and to uphold lives rather than to destroy them. Um, and so the words we choose and the actions that we use are very, very important. Um, it probably isn't uh, always a great, social media isn't necessarily the best place uh, to have the conversation. No, there, there can be moments when, you know, some, some truth can be shared with kindness and response. So um, some basic like 
a basic acronym I use when I talk to students about how to have a for life discussion that respects the other individual that you're having the discussion with is to use the acronym Calvary. And just to kind of go through that, a Calvary, the C in Calvary, um, that's that's a connect. That means connect, or it stands for the the idea of connecting with someone. So we need to know foundationally that when we want, um, when we care about someone, we build a relationship with them, right? And if if this truth is important and we want to address the truth, it's less likely that we're going to have someone change their mind based on our argument if we have no connection or relationship with them it's much more successful that we can uphold life if we actually have a relationship with that person. So what is the connection? And if, if and it's okay to put arguments out there or to, to have you know, just some logical conversations because other people are watching and, and maybe that will be influence, influential, but the most important thing is to win the person, not the argument. Hmm. Um, so we, we, we need to connect with them. Then if we move down Calvary one, uh, the next letter is a, so ask, so maybe I have a connection with someone online or in person, and they're really upset about what's happening. What happened with Dobbs? Ask why ask the question, what makes you upset? What are, what, and, and then L listen, Yeah. Like actually listen for what it is that they're afraid of what's making them upset um what what are they what are they concerned about maybe there's some really good concerns maybe they really believe that women will um will will have a much harder time after this right that they that they will be devalued by this and and that at its root is not a bad concern right, right. we want to uphold the lives of women we want to care about women. We want them to be supported uh, and not abused or misused. And so that's where you can um, kind, of, kind of make some connections. So, so again, connect, um, then ask, then listen. The next letter is verify or V for verify. So as you're listening and, and you think you hear what the concern is, verify that. So so what I hear you saying is that you're really worried about whether or not uh, women um, will be in, in bad situations, or I'm hearing you say that you're afraid a woman with an ectopic pregnancy will not be able to have that baby removed. Is that right? Like, am I hearing you correctly? Verify it. Um, and then when you have heard someone correctly, then you affirm. Okay, so you affirm what you can affirm without compromising the truth. So you affirm the care for the woman. You affirm the idea that, yes, you're right. That would be a very dangerous uh, situation for a woman to be in if we couldn't um, uh, help that baby be removed from the fallopian tube, right? Mm -hmm. um, we want to affirm the things that, that are good and godly. Um, and then we want to respond. Okay, so Calvary affirm, R is respond. And so we respond with, with the truth. So here's the truth. Um, an ectopic pregnancy isn't considered an abortion. Um, the difference between those two uh, surgeries is that 
um, in, in that ectopic pregnancy, it's a removal of a life, but it's not the destruction of a life. And it's very often that that life actually has already died. Um, and so in order to save the woman, you are, you are removing, um, you know, the baby that has implanted there, right? Um, if we had the capability of then planting that re repositioning that baby in the womb, that's what would happen, right? The intention is not to kill, but it is to save life. So again, we respond. And then Y stands for yoke. So, so that's kind of like one of those images that we see a lot in the Bible, this yoking of people together, right? Like two, two oxen. Um, but as Christians, we are then yoked to each other. And when God places someone in our life, uh, when he places someone um, in our direct path that we are, we are given the opportunity to care for and uphold, we're now yoked to that person. We get the opportunity to follow up with them and to continue to care for them and to walk beside them uh, and help maybe ease those fears um, and, and, and worries. So that's kind of the approach I, I help or I hope <laughs> to help students use as they, they talk with each other. I really love that because it, it actually, um, it, it attempts to actually love our neighbors even on the other side of, of, of this discussion. Um, let's, maybe just for the, the sake of practice, how do you feel about modeling one? Um, yeah, sure. So I, I, it gives me a chance to ask a hard question to you okay. and have you fun in a good way. Um, one of the big criticisms that I, I've heard from this now is, well, so you care for um, abortion, but you, you don't care for women and you also don't care about the baby after it's born. So what do we do then um, for all of these women who are, are now in uh, dire financial straits and all of these children who will be raised in abject poverty and, and quite frankly, unloved? Um, do, if you actually cared about life, why would you want that? Yeah, well, again, great questions. And there's a lot of questions there. Um, you're raising a lot of issues. So I just wanna make sure that, that I understand the issue that you're most concerned about. And what I'm hearing is that maybe you're most concerned about, about the child after the child is born. Um, yeah. and, and why is it that we care about a child before the child's born, but we don't seem to care about a child after the child's born. Is that right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Okay, so I'm so glad you asked that question because I agree. I agree that we should not only care for that child before that child's born, but we should continue to care for that child after the child's born. And there's lots of ways that we can do that. Um, one of those ways is um, in person, right? So when we know someone who has had an unexpected pregnancy and that, that woman um, continues to carry the baby and, and gives birth. We want to support her all through that pregnancy, but also afterwards uh, to provide the things she needs, whether those are diapers or formula or maybe uh, financial, other financial needs, or maybe it's um, doing some free babysitting for her uh, as she, she pursues school or as she goes to work. Maybe it's, it's helping her find um, the, the doctor, maybe it's going to doctor appointments with her or checking in with her. So um, I agree completely. We as for life people need to be upholding the life afterwards. And actually we, we do. I don't know if you know, but most of the pregnancy care centers will continue to 
uh, serve women and their children up to like age three to five. Um, So that's a significant gift uh, and support of their life. We're also seeing family centers built up around America. So um, for every one abortion clinic, there are four four, uh, clinics that are pregnancy resource centers that serve women not only before they have their baby, but also after they have their baby. Wow, that was wonderful. So, I, I mean, it's, it's actually, I mean, not just a, a good model of a discussion, but I think it's a highlight of a point. Um, as much as we want God to just sort of wave a wand over our, our broken and sinful world and make it not broken or sinful anymore, um, that'll be the last day. But until then, we get to deal with each other. And, and that means we love our neighbors who happen to be sinners and who happen to be sinned against. Uh, we, we do this in light of the gospel. Jesus died for all life. And that includes not only the, the children, but also the, the mothers on both sides of this discussion. And so as, as we sort of seek to continue this, uh, let's let's actually let the gospel rule this discussion as if Christ has actually conquered death. And, and as if the, the things that we have left to play out are just the aftershocks of that great battle. Uh, there's a lot of work to do, and there's a lot of people to love in, in the meanwhile. But um, let's, let's spend our days then actually working to, to like you said, yoke ourselves to our neighbor. Yeah, absolutely. And and our neighbor is not just the the mother with the unplanned pregnancy or the surprise pregnancy, but it's also the person on social media who is does not agree with us, right? Um, that sometimes when I catch myself uh, feeling kind of you know start to get a little angry about the misinformation that's out there, I have to remind myself that this person too is a person that God created and Jesus loves, Jesus redeemed, right? And so even in my conversations with them, even in my interactions with them, um, I, I remember God loves this person, right? And, uh, and so that I think kind of helps reorganize or reorient um, my view and, and the ways that I, the way I want to speak to this individual, right? Because this individual is a created being whether he or she knows it or not. Um, and so, yeah, it should shape how we, how we uphold life and how we talk about life. That's so, so great. Um, so we've kind of got an approach now. Um, as far as resources, can you point us towards any resources that would sort of help yeah. us with some of the facts that, uh, that we'll need in these times? Yeah, absolutely. And it's so important to be educated and to know. So I, you know, online, I would definitely encourage you to, to go to the SCOTUS blog page and see, see what Dobbs actually is about. I mean, there's a whole document you can download a PDF and start on page eight. That's where the, it gets good. Um, <laughs> but until then, uh, there's some other resources. So we have some brochures on the Y for Life website. And um, I think you'll put a link Uh, for everybody, but just a quick brochure on how to have a charitable conversation. It's not very long. There's lots of good information and ideas, but we also have brochures on like the health risks of abortion, facts, abortion fast facts, um, how abortion and race um, kind of get are are connected, in fact, more than kind of. Um, So I think it's important to be to be ready to to speak the truth and, and to share the facts uh, with individuals who, who may not know them. So yes, definitely lots well, of opportunities yeah, goes up in the descriptions. Um, Michelle, I imagine that we're going to be talking more cause we're not done yet, but uh, thanks so much for yeah. joining us back to school today. Thank you. Have a great day. You too.